0: Actually, the, I left him at the very end. Of our right, actually, right before our seventh year wedding anniversary. He wasn't Christian, though. <laughs> but we both were raised really religious. It was hard to think of divorce. I was like, my you know, parents were married forever till his father died. So. Like having those. wasn't that and later after they went, he accused me of other people of cheating. That wasn't my thing. Like I it disappear before me. Because right. I don't want to feel that there's a weird part where it says if you busted in your heart and you've already done it. I feel like is a really fun way to let Christians Already lusted in your heart, and you've already committed the sin. So you might as well do the act. You might as well, because you already, gonna, already, already <laughs> sinned against God. <laughs>
1: you're going to ask for forgiveness anyway, so you might as well just
0: do the whole deed. Why just lust in your heart? Why not just really lust? Well, it's really
1: interesting. It's like someone was and um, I haven't read much. I, I don't want to muck it up, but. What what I took from the, com- from the conversation that a lot of people were raised with these values, and when in our life decisions under um, the influence of what? People, drugs, oh okay, I was going to say, like
0: Jesus? Drugs, alcohol, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, drugs, alcohol, or Jesus. Jesus.
1: Uh, you know, um, no, not Jesus. But re- Oh, I hooked up and Or hey, um, you know, for sure. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> what I will say is like, what? Approach to who you are trying so hard to
2: make.
0: Well, and back to abortion. Like, every abortion I've had, I consider a good thing. If I had so if I had a twenty, I had an child right now, if I would have had that baby, I would have a 24-year-old. Okay, no, that's a problem. there was, I would, if I hadn't, I would have a 6-year-old. I don't think that would be good either. I don't think that (laughs) I would have, I don't think that I've been (laughs) effective. When people who are from a background say, oh, you that's evil, you're a sinner, not really, from my perspective, I would have gone through with those things. that would have been more, and, and so back in the, I believe I expected to have all of these. <laughs> I remember all of it. So I'm. It off like, oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. I was drunk. But, variety that affected in other ways, other people.
1: Right. I mean, that's certainly like part of identity.
0: It <laughs> no, I'm doing
2: it wrong. I know <laughs> I'm a back back back. Back. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs>
0: I know, no, well, (laughs) I just, yeah, I don't, (laughs) exactly, it's like a,
1: wholeheartedly, (laughs) to me the <laughs> thing <laughs> 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 you know That was...
0: How's your husband? So it isn't about like every relationship I've had. I've seen comes a huge part of Kennedy, other people, rather than so powerful. <laughs> right. 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 That, that happened do with you my really ex-husband. W- Actually, when I started imagining him, timing, like I <laughs> was having fantasies about him, dying, like, going off of like, – I started having those thoughts, I was like, time. I can't <laughs> do that. <like laughs>
1: you that's the thing about being on occasion um, um, but I really believe
0: Everything's falling apart in here. Well, although nine are also fireside. <laughs> well, that's about. Yeah. I think that it's about self-sacrifice. To Brought something, especially if you have passion. I used to.
1: usual cute <laughs> it's really a, it's like a faith thing. Sure. It's like
0: whatever you. Believe <laughs> so are you gonna have speakers that are gonna be comedians? Oh, ab,
1: I w- I mean I hope so. Um, absolutely, I have a number of people interested in contributing to content, and I want to hear people's stories because when I talk to them privately, comedy has changed a lot of people's lives yeah. for the better, and yeah. it really helped them. You know, there's like a redemption that happens when you have a good set. Feeling of identity when people are surrounding you, laughing, but in a good way. Sure. I mean, that's really rewarding.
0: They're not Laughing at me, they're laughing with me, and because I've, I've somehow cultivated that impetus. It's not that like they're laughing at me because I'm stupid or did something weird. It's asking for the attention and then, then reciprocating.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I think it's important. Well, when I started comedy,
3: I how many years ago did you start?
1: <laughs> I started uh, last summer. Oh, okay. So, so I'm not even I'm yet. on my eighth month, I think. All right. But I was doing twenty six open mics a month and traveling three to four towns a week. Wow, okay. So whereas um uh, and I actually started in Reno like Whoa. seven
0: years seven or eight years ago.
1: Wow. But just a couple a couple times. Did you
0: know John Gallagher from back there in the day? Sounds very familiar. John Gallagher lives here now. No way. Yeah, but he came from he came from Reno. He's a great comic. He uh, used to run the Tuesday night at OMG. Doesn't anymore, but he's around Mutiny Radio quite a bit. He's a great comic. He's really really funny. He's from he's uh, yeah. from Yeah. Years and years ago, so you might have known him from that.
1: Well, I'm sure I've seen him. So a lot has changed. There is when I when, when I was doing comedy, it was a place called the Waterfall, mm. and now it's called the Library,
0: oh. um,
1: which is just a funny name for a bar.
0: Yeah. Good library i like the when they call a bar the office so that um <laughs> so that men or anybody can say oh i'm late at the i'm staying late at the office and it's so true and it's out so, it's so true and it sounds yeah you know, so i
1: i had started a long time ago however um i went through um, a domestic violence situation mm-hmm. i was actually a uh, criminal justice major and before i had Shortly after my seven years of being single,
0: I had just met the wrong one and I was completely. So. um, After seven years of celibacy, you found this person you threw yourself into a marriage.
1: (laughs) Well, he was losing his spot, and I said, Well, I have a four bedroom, two bath, come stay with me. And then when it wasn't working out, I was like, You know what? We can still date, but this isn't really working out. And that's when the kind of things took a turn for the horrific. And I will say, horrific. So, um, I know, but the great thing is is that I survived. You are still
0: providing him a place to live?
1: Oh, no, I just left my apartment, like
0: surrendered the apartment, left my apartment,
1: drove to California. Wow. It was very serious. Wow. So, I had broken bones over it.
0: Whoa. Whoa. Wow, that's, and so you just said, I'm out of here. Um, yeah,
1: um, but it was so much harder you, than, than that. Best. Yes, Go but ahead. here's the thing. it is It was so much harder than I thought to leave, and part of that was because what people can't really – well, a lot of people don't understand that when people commit um, violence against you, especially repeatedly and viciously, um, that the victim's brain re- rewires to a primal state. And where it's fight, fight, freeze or fawn, which are the survival mechanisms. And so um, your mind is working against you. So it's very, um,
0: what is that called? Um, stock, Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Munch, uh, Munchausen by proxy is when you poison the other person, or you oh like to yeah. take care of them. Yeah. That's different. But um,
1: so you know, I've. And, and there's definite truth and uh, wisdom in, like, the cycle of violence and everything, and you have to check your own codependency and your ideas on relationships and things like that. But truly, really this guy was, like, a suspected murderer.
0: Like, wow. next.
1: So, charming. But charming. But so you, you jumped ship. Oh, Good. yeah. And it was a, the best decision I had ever made. But, um, you know, usually when I jump ship for anything, it's, like, a great decision. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but... It was completely unplanned, and um, I went through, I had to like, kind of put my brain back together. And sure. It definitely took some time.
0: The verdict's still out if it
1: happened, but I, I'm very pleased with the results. <laughs>
0: yeah, that makes sense, especially extricating yourself from a relationship and then trying to figure out, am I myself without this relationship? What did it? There's an
1: intimacy that occurs during violence, you know, and abuse. And and it's funny, like you learn things like childhood trauma actually manifests itself in your adult relationships. That. but it also um, it's it was just really it took a lot of hard work, and I'm just really thankful that I've always been self-analytical, so it really helped helped with my recovery. Yeah. So I'm not into douchebags, nothing like that. Oh, I like love guys who've been to
0: jail. I have like a total fetish for guys. To jail. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. I like bad boys. Oh, I know. Hooligans.
1: I know. On occasion, yeah. on occasion I might dabble. Yeah. But um, yeah, very I'm
0: consciously aware. I'm terrible the, the people I'm attracted to are like drug addicts, alcoholics, people who've been to jail, people with like severe baggage. Oh. Like I like that because it somehow gives me the opportunity to be a savior perhaps, and right? To like you know, help them somehow become better. I also like Then I feel like, I feel like if guys are older than me that they're going to try to teach me something. And, I'm like nah. and I also don't like, I also don't like the dynamic of equality. I like to be the person in charge.
1: I really, I was raised by my grandparents and so I usually take like a submissive role. Mm-hmm. But like I really enjoy, you know, equality. I'm totally for it. And um, in fact when,
2: <sighs> I don't know if I should
1: I'm going to anyway. <laughs> so, um, when I came out of that relationship, it was so bad that I, was inf- I had a horrible job. And I was enforcing contracts from the 90s for a security company. All people up and say, Remember that contract that you signed a decade or so ago? Well, guess what? Um, it auto renewed and you owe us five grand. I'm so sorry. Wow, yeah. <laughs> and so one day, I got on the phone with someone, and, and I'm a really great person, breaking bad news to good people all day. Yeah. Um, but one person got on the phone and said this and that. He was using oh, you can swear. Oh, okay, you fucking bitch. Like I'm gonna fucking come to your office and this and that. You work for a piece of shit company, and he was just raging. And I looked around, and this was two weeks after I got out of that relationship. I looked around. I'm hot as fuck right now. Like, should I get this guy's number?
0: Wow. And then I wow, was. Wow, you were positively triggered by a person who was verbally abusing you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a perspective. Though. But that's amazing that you were able in that moment to take a step back yeah. and take a step forward and analyze that situation. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have the wherewithal to do that. I'd be like <laughs>
1: He'd be like, "Let's, let's, let's yeah, date what's your this number, guy. buddy?" <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: No, but I was like, you
1: know what? This is not my kink. This is not, this is not me. And I think the next week or two, I went to, um, I was looking at um, the Berkeley University paper because I was like, you know what? I, I lived in Berkeley when I was eighteen for about a year, and I was like, you know what? I'm sure they're gonna offer some really unique insights in the um, BDSM, those kinds of things, right? Because I'm trying to figure out the fuck just happened right, right. <laughs> and no i didn't call him
2: <laughs> no good
0: good for um you. but but you felt that seed and that yeah. triggered something in you to say wow that is hot no right not. well no that <laughs> turned me on in some way and yeah. then to think and like that's well, not okay. why does that why why
1: and yes. and there's an empowerment with BDSM and, and there's things that are going on and i can't i'm not in a place of judgment at all um it's, it's really about
0: consent. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, and safe words. Right. And so... Um, I think that actually BDSM is the one of the safest ways that you can have sex because everything is... If you're doing it right, everything is laid out ahead of time. You know exactly what's going to happen. There are no surprises. And if there is a surprise, you have your safe word. And hmm. You just say it, and the person respects you, and it's that easy. I feel like because it's so consent-based, they're hardcore on consent, it feels, it can feel even safer. Right, and I, I I, think there is, I mean that's such
1: an important topic to talk yeah. about too, is consent, you know. Yeah.
0: I definitely like to make
1: jokes about it to try to open up
0: Well,
1: I've learned a lot about consent because I didn't
0: realize that um, I've had some potential behaviors poured up, but I, I didn't realize for years because I, because in the 90s, and like at the beginning of the height of my second I'm, I'm quite older but when I was in college in the early 90s and even in the late 80s in high school, uh, the, the way women were treated was so, <laughs> going to a hip-hop club in the 90s was basically sexual abuse. Like you were gonna, right? people were gonna come up behind you and they were gonna stick their hard dick up against you and they weren't gonna make eye contact and they weren't gonna ask you if it was okay to dance with you. They were just gonna start rubbing up on you. All night. And y- all night. And you Every knocked. night. But, but that was the thing is that, in going to the hip hop club in LA and Koreatown in the 90s you knew that's what you were signing up for it was almost like consent before consent like everybody knew that in going to this place that these kinds of things are the things that are going to happen you're not a- asking to get raped in the bathroom but people are definitely sure. going to come up and do something that you didn't give them permission for the climate was different the climate was different and so when i decided to sort of rail against that in the late 90s and early 1000s, and even into the late I mean, I've been in, I've touched people, I've touched people inappropriately without their consent. I used to play a game called grab ass with <laughs> people at bars where I would grab guy's ass and I'd point at my friend and be like, hey, it wasn't me. it was her, Look at her over there. It's not me. And now I look back and I'm like, I was just sexually assaulting men in bars. But right. I didn't know that at the time. Right. Yeah, it's true. Of the, because of the climate that I grew up in, I was like, well, feminism now, we can do this. This has been happening to me for years, and now with feminism, it's my turn to start doing it back. And now I'm like, oh, that was n- probably not. That was. And yeah. now I've had. <laughs> and now I've learned to ask for consent from people before, because I'm a. I'm a. i am am ai can be a real touchy feely person. And
1: I I've definitely am. Like I'm a hugger, you know. And I just I forget. I forget myself. But you know, I don't really cater. I, I don't really cater. Who I am to other people but when it comes to touching their bodies it's worth a thought right it's worth a thought fair enough yeah um but it, it definitely made me investigate BDSM i had never really uh, explored that actually still to this day so um but I've read about it and talked to people about it those kinds of things i've had friends that are you know in it um and for me it was really about how do i not have this key? how do i not Get turned oh. on when oh I meet someone no. that's probably dangerous and violent. You know what right, I mean? Because right. when you're in an abusive relationship, a lot of women don't understand these psychological concepts. So they'll be de- um, dolphining in and out of relationships um, and experiencing the same thing.
3: Sure. And I didn't want to do that. So right. I had to
1: take a break, a uh,
0: couple years off. And it worked. I'm yeah. not into that shit. Yeah, the, the dynamic that I fight is that I um I try to take care of people and mother them, and then I get sort of angry if my care and attention isn't reciprocated. But when I go into these things, I kind of know that I'm because I want to be the person in charge, so it's like I'm the caretaker, I'm the provider, I'm the giver, and then I get mad and that isn't mirrored, except that I'm like perpetuating these relationships. I'm the one that's like in this mothering role, right. you know, cause, probably because I'm never.
1: Gonna. But I feel like, as far as identity, identity is so much more than just a
0: relationship.
1: I've yeah. experienced so much more freedom and have learned, you know, so much about my capabilities o-
0: outside of relationships. So yeah. I mean, that, I mean, you have a safe word. What's your safe word? I don't. Mine's cinnamon. Is it really? Yeah, because it's a weird thing to say. And it's not anything that would ever be in the bedroom. Should everyone have
1: a safe word?
0: You know, I think it's a good idea if you're in a sexual relationship with someone, absolutely. Yeah. Just because, I mean, I always tell people my safe word. Just in case, because if something hurts or I don't like it, I'm going to say cinnamon. <laughs> <Just> because <laughs> because no or yes doesn't, it, sometimes it in the context, it doesn't have as much meaning as this word that you decide at the beginning. This is the word, and if anything goes awry, stop. Right.
1: Well, I think it's good just for, I mean, I don't know, I usually just say something. If it's that, if it's like that, you know. um, like Hey, wrong hole fool, something. Right, right, right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Cinnamon, cinnamon! (laughs) I don't know. Words are fun. Yeah. yeah. But I really, you know, um, a friend and talking about what it meant, like, to have kind of that attraction, unhealthy attraction, and what it took for me to kind of get out of it, which I still like bad guys. Like, sure, like, I do, you know, but I, I can't give it any serious thought or time. But what I will say is um, I feel like there's definitely something psychologically important going on should be evaluated by the
0: individual participating.
1: Um, because I think getting to know yourself and your history is
0: important. I'm just so vanilla, I'm like, I wanna <laughs> try something new. Because <laughs> I, I'm, I don't know, in my, it's, it's hard getting old. I'm 42. Oh wow, I, I thought you were a lot younger than me.
1: So kind, thank you so much.
0: You have no wrinkles.
1: That's what they say, but I trust. I tr- I trust they're there. No. Well, also,
0: I'm. I'm having macular degeneration, so I can't see it. Goddamn. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that explains it was, so much. Yeah, I, I'm beer goggling <laughs> myself all the time, and I like it. I'm like, oh, is that what I <laughs> look like? Mm-hmm. Sure. I can't. I can't even pluck my eyebrows anymore because I have to wear like my my bifocal, my reading glasses. Oh, yeah. So I've got to like pull them up and pull them down and try to get hairs off my face. I just can't even. Magnifying mirror. That's what you need. Magnifying. That way it'll. All I'm an old crone now. You're I, I hate great. the word crone. I hate it, but it's that's the term they give us when you go through menopause, and you don't have any birth in our society.
1: Oh, that's absolute bullshit.
0: But still, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get old, and with all the sex stuff, you'd think it would get easier as you get older, and it seems to get harder. And just so much more self-conscious. I feel like I just can't. I don't, know. I don't. I used to not. I haven't shaved for years and years. And and I just kind of started again. And I'm like, God, really doing this? Like, what am I doing?
1: You're having fun with your body yeah. hair.
0: I, I d- wish I, I. wish that we could all just.
1: Sometimes I'll just protest around. shaving my legs and
0: stuff. And that's always when I meet someone. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I
1: haven't
0: shaved for you. Here, get out. Look, I'm, not, I'm not into like quaffing my body hair find the right person, hell yeah. yeah. No, I'm seriously thinking about doing, doing a good long vow to celibacy. To just sort of like clean out the cobwebs and figure out <laughs> like what I'm, like. But then I worry because I'm like getting so old. Soon no one's going to want to have sex with me because I'm so old. That's not true. Well, the guys I want to have sex with aren't going to want to have sex with me oh. because I'm too old. Well, things change. Things change.
1: You, d- you don't know what'll be in style.
0: That's true. You know what I mean? They'll seem to be, thing, although I'm not. I guess I could play one on TV. You, That's the thing I wonder about all this stepmom porn. Are they real stepmoms, or are they just really good actors? I don't
1: know, but it really does. I know you're laughing, but I'm like, you know, that really doesn't. That really does circle back around to abuse and how it plays into sex. Does it? I Step think Stepmom so. stuff? Oh, I think so. I don't know. I mean, in part, I just wonder. I, I'm not a hundred percent, but what I will say is, um, I wonder if there are isn't
0: just like uh, uh, brother sister stuff
2: or incest.
1: Stuff. Oh, that exa-
0: That's like that's all over the place. Right. Now. right. It's, I, I mean, I don't watch porn. I just hear about it from all the jokes of all the guys who watch. Mm-hmm. Porn. I I just I've never. Maybe from my religious upbringing, it's something that I was never really exposed to and then when I was married my husband was black and he had a small penis and he didn't want me to know and he was like the guy I had sex with so <laughs> no and so I wasn't a he didn't watch porn or have dildos because I found out later when I left him that his big black dick was not so big. But oh, wow. I didn't know. I just everyone would always say like oh he's black he's got a huge thing. I was like Yeah it's huge. But I Aww. didn't know because That's I just so didn't wonderful. experience anything
1: else. It was he, great. I bet you he still holds a candle.
0: You so know what I mean? I was like, like speech, it's cute, it's great. Also, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very, I have a very shallow vagina, so it, it worked out. Yeah. So I don't sure. know why I just divulged that on air. Uh, but so uh, yeah, that's. Um, micropen- okay. It was not a micro penis. It just was. I just, <laughs> when I when I moved to San Francisco and I slept I slept with my first white guy, I was like, oh my God, your dick's enormous. And he's like, six inches is pretty standard. And I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, but it's just because I never watch porn. But A I think that the people that watch—I think that all the kids that have been watching porn since they were twelve because of their iPhones—I do think that that perpetuates violence. And I, I, because when you watch enough, like, like, and then I hear guys go, "Yeah, I beat up that pussy last night." It's like, <laughs> can you? Do you have to say it like? Like can <laughs> you say like I hang out with a lot of guy comedians. You're like I victimized that pussy last yeah, night. I, you know? That's fu- see I used to do a joke about that. <laughs> I victimized that pussy last night. I, I got her to. Yeah, I mean, but I think that that's perpetuated through these visual images that people don't necessarily have context for, or they don't necessarily see it, as, and they see it as you do what feels good or whatever, and then you move on, right?
1: And that's okay. I don't. I definitely don't like shaming when I just think. There's a psychology to it, and life is a series of abuses. So uh, for me, they're all kind of related uh, as far as, like, abuse, how it plays out, in future, childhood abuse to adult mm-hmm. relationships, abuse to, you know, um, the rough sex thing was never anything that I had partaken um, in. But um, coming out of, because the, the lovemaking was Non- non-violent. Sure. So coming out of this room, um, it was really weird for me to understand a lot
2: of women so oh.
1: So my mind was just kind of blown day in and day out as <laughs> I was sure. just like, sure. why? I don't get it. Is it 50 shades of gray? What's happening? And because I was in a bubble, and so uh, I was really isolated. Um, those are things. And since then, I've had a really healthy... Now, but, you know, I still talk to my ex and have a good rapport with that. Person. Yeah. No incidences, you know. Nice. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it, I had to take a couple years off and definitely do so.
0: Yeah, the choking thing. Um, I used to like to be spanked a little bit, but it was only because... At that time, when I'd left my husband in my early 30s, I was 32. I was in the horror of Sodom and Gomorrah. I was drinking, it was before comedy. I was a poet. So I was using alcohol a lot to be creative because I was sort of taught that, you know, Kierkevowski is a super drunk and I loved yes! his poetry. And I was like, oh, and the honesty that comes out of that. And, the, and so I was doing this sort of poet thing where, like I'm a drunk and that's what I do and I'm unapologetic <laughs> about it and I like fuck guys in bar, in bar bathrooms and I right. like and, and I was drunk all the time so I don't know how much of when I was having sex with these guys I don't know how much was asking them to be violent or if them perpetuating violence with me and caring because I was so drunk and I wanted whatever they were providing even if I didn't necessarily remember it later like it was I mean, I had nights where I'd wake up and be like, and I'd sort of like do some kegels and be like, like that kind of stuff, because I didn't. But I think that in the moment, I was into whatever they were into, and they seemed to be. So then it kind of became like, oh, out of my marriage, where it was just me and him for 13, well, we were together for five and then married for, seven, so for 13 years. This was the person I had sex with, and this is what it was like. And then all of a sudden, I'm out in this world, and I was like, what? It's like this? And so I didn't really have – and because I hadn't watched any porn and I had not have a lot of sexual experience, like, it was all so new to me that I just sort of thought, well, this is the way it is. But it was more like, this is San Francisco sex, drunk sex in 2008. You know, like, where this is what the the sort of – the community is doing banking is and joking so I was like oh okay I guess I'm into this right and now I realize like I'm not into that at all like not even a little like I don't like to be spanked. I don't like it I don't get anything out of it I don't know why I submitted to it for so long I don't I had a guy once I um then he he smacked me in the back of the head
3: and why yeah because
0: I guess we were doing hockey style and Smacked me in the back of the head really hard and it kind of like rung my bell a little bit. <laughs> and I like disengaged. I'm like, get the fuck out of my house. And he's like, I thought that's what you wanted. I'm like, no, I never want you to hit me in the head. Like, who does that? I was so pissed. Get the fuck out. I don't, I don't and know. don't. he got all mad at me. He's like, why would you? I'm like, what? Yeah, it's it,
1: gets, it's it gets interesting out there. And I'm all for interesting, you know? You got to find out where... You know, everyone's in their own processes mm. discovering what they're into. I know that what I'm into, I'm happy. Just kind of looking. Like who did start that though? Like who started the choking thing? Was it well, I don't you <laughs> know, I, I kind I don't of know. understand <laughs> it
0: from the from the auspices of uh, autoerotic association in that if you Increase your airflow. You can come harder. So oh, that is true. Yeah. So if there's a choking thing, it should be like right before you're gonna come, so that it's more intense. But you know, I'd rather just do a whip it. Like if I wanna, if I wanna decrease my airflow, there's a lot of ways I can do that without feeling victimized, unless unless it's totally consent based and we started out. Be like, all right. I mean, bottom
1: line, if it's consent based, it's consent based, right? right. That's what I read in in the um, university. Paper. I had to wrap my mind around that for quite some time.
0: There's guys that like women to put on high heels and step on their nutsack. My
1: friend had done that. Yes. Yeah.
0: And that I was shocked into it.
1: She is so, she's, so <laughs> she's such a lovely human being and I'm like, "Oh, really? Like I'm shocked that you stepped on tentacles."
0: Yeah. That's what they wanted. That's what they wanted. <laughs> there was um I saw there was a guy, he did a documentary. He was really sick. He was like sick dying, but he was also into this play kind of thing, and he actually took a nail and pounded it through his scrotum. Oh, yeah, on the fucking on the do- documentary, and I was like, whoa. But I, I mean, people derive sexual pleasure from all kinds of things. Yeah. And it's not. I don't want to be judgmental. And be We're like just
2: trying
1: and, to and get through this life
0: without getting corona.
1: and without getting our balls permanently. Right. Damage though. <laughs> sure, I mean
0: damage my ovaries. Uh, get to get this <laughs> out of here. Let this menopause end. <laughs> um, what? Tell us more about the 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 new comedy church. What's where's the where where's your location? Um. So, I'm still ironing out the. Oh, this is
1: this is what I should explain. You don't have to register with the state to start a church. So the church already started, but I am registering it as a 501d. And during that process they might say cuz there's 20 different kinds of um nonprofit business structures out there. And at one point they might say we just can't recognize you, um because it has to be faith-based. Comedy is based on faith. I th- I think so. Super um faith-based. I mean, I think for some comedians like the the mic is like service, you know, sure. like, Absolutely.
0: it's like um, it's like therapy, it's like cleansing. Service it's yeah. like communication. It's cleansing for other people. It's there's all kinds of there's catharsis for the crowd if they somehow relate to you. I mean,
1: right. So, you know, um, I'm gonna see if that flies. If it does fly, I guess the benefit is it's cheaper than an LLC you can have affiliate profits. It is more than just like the tax credit. Not just that I love, because I love a lot of people. Like I'm pretty free love and check. Like I just am. Um, uh, what comedy and all these different communities that I've visited have done for me, super healing. You know? sure. um, just because I've found other people that were depressed how, or right, right. Or um, we saw humor and funny things that were tragic. And so um, one of the premises, even though it's business. Um, what kind of prompted it to actually go into application mode was I had eighty to one hundred and thirty people.
0: Great. Marset, are you
1: from Marcette? Okay. But um, like that's far I, away that's right by Mardesta. No, a friend I had actually wanted to do it at Himself. Oh, yeah, no, by by someone himself. by himself. No, I don't yeah. know. Okay. <laughs> but all jokes aside, uh, all jokes aside, I wanted to do something for, for that cause. For other people. And I just think that um, you know, when I've met other comics and people, um, you know, a lot of people are depressed. I mean, think about how many people. Oh, I'm depressed. Yeah, oh I, yeah! This is what depression looks like for me. I'm always smiling. Yeah, it's terrible. This is, yeah,
0: exactly. This is well, <laughs> <looks laughs> cool, but then no one knows what you are. No one knows oh, what like the inside looks no, like. Um, you know,
1: always smiling. No, I actually fare really well. I mean, it is shocking. The only thing is, the the holidays were hard for me, so mm-hmm. I did party a lot. Um, but my first like five months in comedy, small-ish, um, and so. Able to overcome panic attacks and social anxiety and really do it by, like this. I don't know, there's some kind of reverse uh, therapy that happens. You confront your fears. And then also PTSD, you have problems with perspective and like with emotional flashbacks and things. And I don't get those as often. Like, I mean, I never had them very often. But there were certain things that were huge,
0: and so very triggering. You had lots of triggering events, and now you've and it hasn't been that long, and you've already sort of worked through a lot of them.
1: Oh well, it's been it's been a couple years. Oh, wasn't that f- bad? Oh, okay. I, I mean, I've only done comedy for eight months. Right. But well, I was thinking about the dad stuff. Yeah, it wasn't. That's a whole other trauma.
0: Yeah. But, right. Right.
1: <laughs> so many traumas. So many traumas. <laughs> Which traumas will I address tonight on stage? But th- that's the thing. I mean, uh, a lot of my therapists had vicarious trauma. I would joke yeah. around about it before I did comedy because that's actually a term that a lot of
0: psychologists have or use because. You know, they what right? You know? One of my buddies, this is a total non sequitur, one of my buddies years ago he was a psychologist for Air Force. He did uh, pilots helicopter pilots that were coming back from Iraq and they were saying, and he got PTSD from hearing their stories because they were telling stories about going down a city street and just going down, just shooting people and seeing them explode in front of them and he was hearing those stories from those helicopter pilots and then he got PTSD from just listening so it's like if you can get PTSD once removed just from hearing those stories over and over and over, like it's just imagine how hard it is for the people who actually went through, through it. that. Like especially what? if they present really well, you don't
1: know what's going on all the time. Just like my dad, like whatever he was going through. But what I will say is that, you know, you can have PTSD from a car accident and then so Well, and then how do you equate that as a human being? Because I feel like they are equal, and I had a hard time the first couple years, really struggling with that. Not equal, (laughs) right? It's you know my
0: trauma is bigger than your trauma. Yeah,
1: but it's um, all this trauma. Yeah, but it's a really beautiful thing to acknowledge someone else's humanity because um, I think the effects recognizing that you're not alone. With people, whether whatever level of feeling they are, whatever had caused them trauma, you know, I think that's what it's important. I feel it's just another word, vicarious trauma is just another word for empathy, like really strong empathy. You know, something powerful hits you. you uh, It's nothing to shy away from, and it shouldn't. Thing in general, our
0: culture? Uh, absolutely. I mean, confronting things in an honest way is the best way to, do. I mean, it hurts, it can be difficult at the time, and I feel like it takes the, takes the air out of it. You know, like if it's almost like trauma is a balloon, and that balloon is still there, but if it's filled with all this stuff and you keep filling it and filling it and filling it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But if you, you know, use that air to let to let out that, that communication, then it can shrink. It, it's the same it's the same trauma. It's just how much is it, is it huge and filled up or is it, you know, tiny and wrinkled? When can you finally throw that balloon away? And like, or can you? Or does that balloon stay with you? Maybe. Maybe the balloon just stays deflated. Maybe it's about deflating the balloon.
1: I mean, what if it's not the size of a balloon, but something huge and heavy? Uh, yeah. Right? Sure. I mean, before I started comedy, what happened was my dad had passed, and then a friend of 30 years, and, uh, right before the beginning of the summer And I was like, that's it. I'm not working too, I'm going out on the road and I like kill myself every Friday. <laughs> 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 and it was great because I didn't. and, Wonderful things had happened um, every week. And, um, I, like I said, really chase my happiness. But I feel like.
0: Um <laughs> that it's a heavy, it doesn't oh, have to be a, a heavy It's a heavy it load.
1: So I realized just with like that old relationship bullshit, uh, if you can call it a relationship, I, w-
0: I was dragging
1: all this trauma around and it was contaminating future opportunities. Sure. Even if I was holding it in. Really it was just leaking out and contaminated. So I had this visualization that I would put that baggage a room and I would go visit it like whenever I needed Every morning when I walked out the door or the car door or whatever,
0: I would try to be But you got a storage unit for your emotional yeah, baggage. That's yeah. great. You put this stuff in the emotional storage locker and you got the key. You can visit it anytime you want. Anytime. But it doesn't have to you don't have to it's hard to travel with all that stuff and if you go to an open mic and you put down all of your stuff and you're like you sort of explode into the room and you're like, All right, here I am But then it's, yeah, I understand that if you can lock it away and visit it, not lock it away and not think about it. Not like not like the alcohol locking away with like I'm drinking this, I'm not thinking about it, I'm drinking, drinking, I'm drinking, I'm locking away these feelings but That those feelings are there, they're valid. I'm not going to visit them now, because right now it's not a healthy time to visit them. I'm doing other things. I'm going to visit them later and deal with that stuff and sort through it and maybe I don't need this. Maybe someday I won't need the storage. Unit. Maybe I can go through it. Maybe I can have a garage sale. I can have an estate sale. And I can sell things. Right. Just trade it off. Right trade <laughs> it off. <laughs> give it away. Trade it off. Get rid of it. For new baggage.
1: For new baggage. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what life's about. And the thing is, is I love. Making people laugh about things that they shouldn't. maybe sure. you know that they don't expect or I don't expect them to laugh about, um, and I think those kinds of things are important because when I was really going through a lot of trauma, I still had my sense of humor. So the, the belief, my whole heart, is that comedy is a, a great coping and healing And, and Maybe not for a long time, but some of them just don't how important they are. You know, even on a subconscious level, when no one's ag- no one's paying attention at the open mic, but they're out there, they're they're speaking truth into existence, they're trying to make people the jokes in their head coming out. That's a beautiful thing. And, um, so I really think being able to be on stage and then strangers—that's
0: yeah. amazing. We, we're a... Uh, how is, uh, tell us, walk us through one of your new church services. Oh, well, some things are still,
1: some things are still in process. But mm-hmm. the whole idea is the hope that the actual location will be kind of like a church or it's a website. The service is actually a podcast. But uh, I can ooh. actually have, com- have people have conversations with each other, post videos, talk. Philosophy talk shop like, um, and really on one hand it's like a nonprofit public relations tool, but on the other hand, then mm-hmm. they know how much um, how important the people even if I've, I'm really
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah I mean it's tough out there. It's, it's good to like. Shine a light and say, Hey, you know, uh, we're all trying to build each
2: other up.
0: Uh-huh. So you mean, what do you when think when you about that? When you town? say that are you do you mean in a comedy way or do you saying in like a hum- humanitarian way? Humanitarian okay, way. Okay, yeah, because comics are all soulless monsters. <laughs> so that I'm like I'm like, you wanna build what with who? Like Yeah. Like soulless <laughs> monsters Let's who do have it. no they don't they don't appreciate. You know
1: what? Comics. Even soulless monsters, they probably
0: Yeah, I know we do forget that. Um, I forget that all the time. Um,
1: so, so, but in the same, uh, it's really important that you know, exercise tolerance, and, um, celebrate each other as, uh, for for being in the laughing industry.
0: That's nice. I don't think comedians. Are good. I think you're amazingly supportive, and I'm excited uh-huh. about your church. Thank you. But Marseille. Oh so no that's far. just that's just a
1: um that is a wonderful venue um for a fundraiser in oh, September. Oh right, for the
0: f- fundraiser for, for suicide awareness. The actual S- church it's the only suicides the only death that's 100% preventable. That. Yes suicide's the only death that's I've Never 100%. heard that. Yeah. It's the only it's the only death that you can prevent. If someone's going to die oh. cuz of a car accident, it's going to happen. If they're going to die m- out of a plane, that's fine. Like disease, the only the only death that you can stop is someone who's going to kill themselves.
3: Oh, that makes and there's me feel so
0: horrible. Well, well, but, it's, but that's <laughs> the thing, too. Is And I think a lot of people carry around guilt yeah. that they didn't do enough, enough or that they yeah. didn't talk to a person or they didn't say something on that day or what and it's like. It's, I feel like we need to put resources. into Maybe Action. helping people be – I don't know. Maybe it's just that our society – feel like there is a lot of support and a lot of love in the world right now. And so you know, people have a difficult time connecting. And it's very easy to feel alone because especially with the advent of all of our devices and that we think we're getting closer but we're really just getting farther away. When you I can't look at Instagram cuz it's just an idealized personification of everyone's life. <laughs> right. And so it makes me feel like a pile of dog shit often and then oh. I get more depressed by trying to feel more connected. So, like, in my search for connection, I feel more disconnected because of the media that we're connecting on.
1: Now. Right. I think with comedy, even though uh, they're soulless bastards, is that what you said? Soulless um, monsters.
0: Monsters. Yeah. Um, selfish, I will say just selfish soul, soulless.
1: Yeah. Soulless I I've, I've felt like fellowship just as a human being yeah. um, and was shocked. I mean, I feel like people can't surprise you unless you allow a space for them to surprise you sometimes. And then you get to hear their stories because you're such, you know. In, in my case, I'm just like, open, right? uh, and so I get to hear stories, and I'm just like, wow, you know, you know just like really kind um, people, that, you know. You're I mean, so positive. I'm very happy in my life. I, yeah. I was very like <laughs> the summer. Um, I had recovered, so when I say my life in recovery, I mean, like, you know, I, I'm not 100%. I I still know that I have emotional flashbacks. I'll have certain things happen that I know are part of this um, ever, but it was uh, invaluable. To push myself, and I think that's what comedy is. You get up there and to be able to share yourself and push that envelope. Um. just from translating thoughts and, and then just wait. Like in my case, I was like, Jen, what's the worst they can do? Walk out on you, heckle you? You've been through worse. And when you put it, when you're dealing with you're trying to recover from trauma in that way, it was helpful yeah. for me. I was like, every time I got off the mic, um, was just like,
0: Yeah, I have a, my only trouble is I feel like I'm only good as my last performance. So if That's I haven't had a saying. good performance in a while, like <laughs> what am I doing with my life kind of thing? Oh but Well,
1: I think, I don't know, I'm just, I've been lucky, I have a couple shows, up um, but like for the most part I was just.
3: I was very lucky to
1: fall into really great
0: support spaces. Um, where are the supportive spaces you go to? Because I don't <laughs> know where they are. Reno,
1: Santa Cruz, um, uh, San Jose. Um, San Jose where, like the improv? Oh no, I haven't done the Caravan? Improv. Oh, I, you know I've done the caravan a couple you times. Never t- I've never gone down to San Diego. To do. I've done the Reno improv, and that's been fun. Um, yeah, so I've done like a show in Hollister. I just jumped on a set, um, a showcase in San Mateo, um, Delirium. But for a couple months, I actually like just went to like the toughest rooms, or the the rooms that I thought were most, difficult.
3: and it was about
1: like trying to whatever fear was inside of me
0: tear it apart. Gotcha. Uh, awesome. What do you do? You have any? Do you have anything more to add about the about your new church? Well, I. The whole
1: thing? Well, if people, um, I just want to be inclusive and support people's dreams. And I think that um, if you believe that everything is funny, and simultaneously, nothing is funny at all,
2: <laughs>
1: um, and you can exercise some politeness. Small amount of um, okay. politeness, some amount of tolerance. And I'm sure every you know, I. It's a great collaborative space that's like my adopted family. That's that's what I want. Even if it's just a few people that are talking about, like my friend Tiff, like um, she's activist and, and and so there's going to be a lot of different. Types ways to support each other and kind of build a community within a community that already exists because all of this all this feeling that i've had i know that it's there i don't need to create a church uh to validate it but i know that other people are experiencing this wonderful thing on the mic too and they're driven by it and they're hitting
0: Funny. Once yeah, you're well, no. <laughs> once you're in it. Once you're in it for as I mean, once you're in it for as many years. I have it starts to it start to wonder what we're getting at, what's happening. I mean, I'm, I'm almost nine years in the comedy. Yeah. So and I mean, that's I, that's that's sad actually. No, well, I know it is so. because it's like what has been. This is the longest I've ever done. Anything I've done graduate school for you know four years was kind of long. I never have held a job more than like four years. Um, this is it's the longest thing I've ever sort of committed to, just straight time wise. Then start to evaluate like, what are the benefits? Like, am I am I emotionally secure? Do I feel like that's but, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know if it is. I And it's, you just start to wonder, like, what's the end game?
1: Well, I think happiness should be a goal, right? Sure. And it's not always going to be achievable. Not at all. Right. But I think um, if you find joy in it, and, I mean, I f- remember when I first attempted comedy, like, seven years ago, someone was, like, and I had stopped, and, um, Someone had said, well, it doesn't matter if you're funny or not. It just matters on if you're on the mic. What? I know. He was an asshole. The point is, is that <laughs> that had me fucked up for like a minute. Because yeah. Because like, I was like, I'm ho-
0: like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I feel was like. Is it like a backhanded compliment? Like, it doesn't matter f- that you're not funny. Like, it's <laughs> like, what are you saying? No, he was saying like I was like the funniest girl he
1: knew, but that it didn't matter unless I was up on the mic. And so, whether it was encouragement or backhanded uh, compliment or whatever, it was really bothered me because I wasn't gonna get up there at the time. So, and then for a moment this summer, I was doing 26 mics a month. I was like going crazy, getting my fix, right? Um, I will say that I thought for a second, there's so much difference but it doesn't mean it's less important. If you're a funny person and you are making your family laugh or your coworkers laugh, oh, my goodness, my uh, work wife, Tanisha, oh, Lord, she, she and I survived a really toxic work environment. Um, but we were laughing the whole
0: way. And I think that's how you get through the hard times. You know? Yeah, laughter as they say, it's the best medicine. I don't think it's going to the coronavirus, and now Shit. that everybody keeps <laughs> canceling their shows. I was like, I was booked on Fuster Cluck this Friday. Come on, man. You're canceling <laughs> it? What are you doing? Come on. I'm not canceling anything at YouTube Radio. I'm doing everything. I don't care. Love I don't believe it. in corona. I, 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 don't, I think everyone's freaking out for no reason. Freaking out. If you're not old and you don't have AIDS, you're going to be fine. If you're not a baby, and you're not some old person with fucking diabetes, Great, right, some crazy immunosuppressive disease. It's just another flu, everybody. I mean, it's gonna suck, but I really, don't know. give me a break.
1: There was some really gnarly videos coming out of Wuhan, and there was just a woman screaming. They were telling. I wanted to post it, but I was like, so, so, but, <laughs> but it was really moving because she's like, our government is allowing this to happen. Uh, they're not taking the precautions that they're. so yeah, but and she's like I know what's gonna happen because I came out of um because I'm speaking out against my government yeah
0: she's gonna get be put in jail yeah and she's gonna disappear um and it sucks when old people die but like there's so many people I'm I'm so heartless right now.
3: I'm so okay. heartless
0: it's like there's billions of people on the planet mother Earth is figuring out a way to kill some of them oh that's what's going on I know I
1: don't know if I'm gonna make it either I'm mean, really excited because <laughs> I just—if I survive it, I'll be, it's not a personal accomplishment. It's just I've just touched my face like 15 times. Touch,
2: touch.
0: I—I'm not um, I bite a germaphobe. My nails. I bite my nails. I ride the bus and bite my nails. If anybody is gonna get corona, it's gonna be me. I've got my fingers in my mouth all the time, like a little—I'm not just touching my face. I'm like fingers <laughs> in my mouth. I'm, you know, I'm, who knows what's on the 22 bus? Is there feces on the 22 bus? I Always. don't know. Probably. <laughs> like, Always, hello. I'm just going to, like, wipe my hand in some urine because it's sterile, oh and I'll, like, God. run it through my hair. No, we're all going to be. I think that things are going to And if they're not, I've been waiting for the coming apocalypse for years.
3: I'm Wait, super stoked on it.
0: <laughs> oh, I want the apocalypse to come now. Finally, all my skills will come to fruition. Like, I can cook outdoors. I can murder animals and eat. Them, prepare them. I can run fast. There's all kinds of things I can do in the apocalypse. You I don't know how to shoot fast. guns, though. I can, I can run fast. I can still skateboard. I think that once the apocalypse happens, I'll start skateboarding again because I won't be worried about losing teeth. Be like, whatever. Right. No dentist's left. I can skateboard. This has been crazy. You have any other uh, last words for the people about any of your amazing things?
1: Um, It's like a I just. Keep an eye out, and I'll definitely be sending invites and spread the word that like there's gonna be cool collaborations, and we're just gonna celebrate kindness and awesomeness, and above all, above all,
0: comedy. Yeah. You. Well,
1: you know, and if you wanted to
0: use this, space, we have Sundays four
1: to six open. Oh, I know. I uh, I messaged you about like uh, trying to get something lined up. Yeah. So yeah. Did I not get back to you? Oh yeah, you did. Oh, okay. We good. just haven't I can't really talked about I've it. I've been
0: so busy because of the festival. I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> I, I have no idea And then I've got all these people that are like, hey, what's this coming out? What's that? And I'm like, oh, I'm not even close to getting the videos together. I still have to, like, I don't think people realize that I don't have a team. I work alone. There is nobody. Like what? Me. And that's what I'm Newtie talking Radio about. Radio is Pam Benjamin. That's it. That's it. There's no, there's, I have I have an accountant friend who helps me out, and I have my tech guy who lives in Vegas. He's a jam. Thank right. you, Richard Kiss. But other than those two people, there ain't nobody. There are nobody. There's oh. like, and I even try to get people to pay their dues. I mean, I have to, that's the other thing I have to do today is go through and send emails to all the people who haven't paid dues this month. Like, it's the 10th. <laughs> I'm waving money
1: right now. Oh, thanks. What I will say is is that um, ideally I want to sponsor comedians to be able to spread the good word in teams of two or three to do little small traveling loops. That nice. is part of it. So um, there's some aspirations
0: there, you know, because I that hopefully. is that is a whole you saying that it's a whole new perspective for me because I've been in it for nine years <laughs> and I don't think anyone's been there to support me. Yeah, like so I won't kill like, you all when you're no, letting No, I want everyone to die because I feel so unsupported. <laughs> I'm like, fuck everybody. Where's the-? but it's nice that you want and I hope I hope that Me you too. get a team together Me and that too. people support you back because so. when you run something, no, nobody—they don't.
1: Even if I fail, my worst fear is that it's a complete failure, and I'll have to really come face to the face, the gritty street knowledge. But I already know gritty street knowledge. Is yeah. I'm, I'm
0: yeah, and I'm also, prepared. what is what is what is what is failure? Like I don't know yeah. what that means. I don't. I. I don't understand failure and I don't un- understand success because when I feel like I have success in other people's eyes, it's still failure. And sometimes other people will see success for me and I'll see failure in my own eyes. So like that whole concept of it's the same thing as like good and bad or right and wrong, the whole dichotomy of failure versus success. I have no concept what that means. Be good to yourself. Jen Sanchez. Everybody look no. up. Garcia. Garcia. You're Shit. racist. No, no. I'm <laughs> such a jerk. Well, no, it's because there's another girl named. No, there's Jen Perez. That's the other oh. Jen. I'm a racist. <laughs> I'm an accidental racist. You're I racist. knew it was. Sorry. No, it's okay. Jen Garcia. So there's a lot of Jens now. There's Jen Perez. There is no Jen. Perez. <laughs> I just made that name up. There
1: should be. There should be. I'm going to create a fictional character. Yeah, what's yeah. the. T-
0: tell us the name of the church again.
1: Vicarious Traumas Church of Comedy, or Cock. Oh,
0: that's hilarious. You need cock in your life. You need some cock in your life. I don't. <laughs> I know. It's just do. a joke. Oh, we all do. No, I know. It's a joke. We're it's all get off cock. Yeah. Except the Church of Comedy. Then. That is great. Uh, so everybody check it out. Church of Comedy. Uh, this has been Some Call Me Tim. Uh, we'll be back next week with more talking about yeah. God. Uh, thanks for joining me on MutinyRadio.fm. I hope that you're listening on our app. If you are listening on to us online and you have an iPhone, go and get our app. If you are online and checking out MutinyRadio.fm, please hit that GoFundMe button and give me some money. Or come by 278-121st Street any Friday. We have Pam Comedy Clubhouse from 8 to 10. It's only 10 bucks. It's a great comedy show. And I need your money <laughs> if you want this place uh thanks for being here thank you thank you thank you so much to be here. You're so funny, and I did not know how old you and I should have known that, we an all-ages that's just It's a
4: blessing. There is no alcohol in or outside the building. It is totally age-appropriate. I am, yeah, I, I'm 19 years old uh, all the way out here. Yeah, no, I just love it. You know, I can't really believe
0: in. how funny you are. That is like, and you have <laughs> such a, such an own soul. No, know, you have like a... Um, Awareness about you that belies your. Planet. Thank you very
4: much. I, I just I just call it social anxiety. You know? so I'm very over analytical of myself. I, I'm, I'm glad that. You, I'm glad that's good Thank you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you got the steez. So the way that it works on some call me Tim is I have you look deep into the eyes of Sparkle okay. Jesus. I didn't scratch that on there. That's some cool jerk came in there and did. That. I was like, why would you deface my beautiful Jesus. But
4: that's cool as fuck. I think I think that's. Cool. I was seeing that. I was like, "Who had the balls?" To <laughs>
0: <laughs> I used to put a little uh, a little roach in between his fingers, so it looked Ooh. like he was like <laughs> I taped it on there. But someone took it and smoked it.
4: Yeah, that that's <laughs> only a matter of time. <laughs> uh, and then you, you really look design. at the eyes of
0: Sparkle Jesus, and I say, "Do you believe in Jesus?"
4: Person who once lived. Good
0: question. <laughs> uh, however, however you define, whatever's happening here.
4: um as a person as an icon as an idol
0: he was a guy who walked the earth approximately 2000 years ago and he was murdered cuz he said some cool shit yes
4: he had a great marketing
0: team. well i disagree 12 losers following him around. They were the shittiest marketing team ever.
4: I mean, we're talking about him right now. I mean, yeah, he had, the, he had that okay. book series. He has
0: that book <laughs> series, right? He's got that book series. When are they going to give him that Netflix special? Yeah, seriously.
4: Everyone's <laughs> talking about this Jesus guy. I I I mean, they there's history like that. around the same time as Jesus. There were just a lot of religious zealots, a lot of people going around and just doing like magic and shit. The first Doing ever
0: magic and shit? Yeah,
4: I I started thinking that they're just doing magic because the, the some of the oldest um I mean, this is maybe to like drawings of Jesus are really? depicted of him with a Really? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. If it's Bibbidi us. Jesus. Boo. Yeah, Abracadabra, Jesus. Well and he's just like he's like Jeff. You know, he's, we like Jeff Dunham. You know, why is he popular? He's not doing anything cool necessarily, but he's super good marketing team. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was just a magician. You know, Peter you know, got some, some some shit trending in the year. Euro I think that I think <laughs> that what was trending
0: Sorry. was food. They were feeding lots of people. Oh. And people didn't. <laughs> And they're like, ooh, food? <laughs> Let's follow this
4: guy around. Retweet on the bread. <laughs> <Thanks> <laughs> 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 Hashtag bread. Hashtag uh, has- yeah. Yeah. Let's get this bread. See, shit doesn't change, you know? <laughs> it's all circular.
0: <laughs> Some say, because Jesus disappeared from this, so the, if you read the New Testament, or you read the, which is a collection of stories, and they didn't even include them, but mm. he, at 13-ish years old, he flips the money-changing tables in the temple, and he says, capitalism is bad, well, why? <laughs> and then he disappears for 20 years. Comes back when he's 33. all he his ministry. People say, "Where did he go for those 20 years?" Some speculate. Actually, went to Asia. Went to other parts of the continent and oh. studied with like a Chinese philosophers, like all these these different mm-hmm. philosophical ideas in, in, in India, and like studied with different people, and then came back.
3: Someone
0: might have made that. That's cool as shit, though. I I hope it's that because also if you look back, pharmacology book they wrote four thousand years ago, they mentioned cannabis as like actual medicine. All these different ways to prepare it and put it in. I bet it was
4: boof though. I I bet it was not fire. No, well, I they were not smoking gas. They weren't (laughs) weren't separating
0: the males and females. They were. I mean, (laughs) maybe they were collecting seeds and doing their thing, but I'm sure that the weed was much different. Then. So if he went and he visited all these Chinese people, and learned about weed, and came back right. and cured like all these skin disorders, what if he was just putting weed on them?
4: What if he was just smoking out all these fools?
0: Or like putting it in oils and like anointing <laughs> them, anointing with oils. What the fuck is that CBD. about? CBD, <laughs> right? He's, he's the original like CBD. CBD? Hell he's yeah, THC. I choose CBD. I think all religion, you
4: choose to believe it, and I, I, I believe that. I, I, thank I, you. I, I very much. That's cool as shit. Do they really not know where he went for twenty years? There's, There's no, no so when
0: you read the Bible, it's thirteen, all of a sudden he's a man and he comes and he starts. John the Baptist comes and goes. Hey, it's not me. Everybody was like John the Baptist, John the Baptist. You're the dude. You're the mm-hmm. dude. And he's like, Nope, nope, nope. I'm just the prophet. John the Baptist um, baptizes Jesus. Cause then John the Baptist freaks, freaks out. He's like,
2: You're the one. Like very, <laughs> yeah, very yeah. neo, very major. This yeah. is it.
0: And um, all humble and shit, and he's like yes, and got baptized, and then on the, the bird came down and, flew, and everybody, he's the son of God, <laughs> and then he started his ministry. Jesus did. Yes, and that's wow. after he got tempted in the desert by the devil for 40 days, where he like right. didn't eat anything, fasting to talk to the Father or whatever, and then the devil came. And was like, well, fuck with you. And he's like, nope, <laughs> I'm Jesus, <am> <laughs> and that's how we know it. <laughs> that's how we know he's <laughs> the God. He's <laughs> the <laughs> one.
4: That's so crazy. You know, I I grew up an atheist. I never read the Bible actually, because it was oh. so dense, and I was like, I never read a reason to. But hearing about Christianity and what the story is from different people, and like their own colloquial like terms and casually, is just so fucking, so fucking funny to me, man. Like, who yeah. wrote it? Right. Like, because exactly. like, it, 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 it is. It's like it's like a huge collection of stories, right? I may not just be making. Sense ah, hell yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I there's just a huge collection of stories. Who wrote all this shit? You know? And why is it? Why does it resemble like these amazing. I
0: no, no, <laughs> going. No, why does it resemble other, other other myths and things that were happening yeah. at that same time? But then, then we have to go back to the whole like Joseph Campbell idea of why do we have these continuing archety- archetypical myths that go through our storylines? And so right. religion used to be the thing. That maybe religion was entertainment back in the day. Because right now we keep recycling stories on movies because we're I don't know, entertained. Maybe religion was the entertainment. I think humans
4: have always. <laughs> I think humans have always needed meaning. I think that's one of the things that we always need to survive and move forward. That we gain hope. I think that. that By believing in, in heroes. Yeah, believing in heroes, believing in religion is just meaning. It, it, it makes stories make it easier to ascribe meaning to our own lives. You know, those oh. larger meanings form the zeitgeist of our own cultural knowledge sure. and education. I, I so I think it's just out of a need of us always needing meaning. I think. I, I identify as. an <laughs> I think you can just find meaning in any, like anything. You know, th- I think that's that's that would be my belief system.
0: Yeah. It would be that same. Meaning. Well, you've also been through some hard shit. So I mean, people who uh, hard to do hard drugs. Yeah. Uh, if you, but if, if you went through that stuff, were you trying to ascribe meaning and you were finding it, and so you were like, "I'm gonna do crazy drugs because my life has no meaning," or was it that? You no, know, I I think I don't think that I was
4: seeking meaning with it. I think it is interesting though that people that do go through hard times sometimes they get they gain kind of my perspective on it, which is sort of like, it's all bullshit. Like oh, kind of point is you have to you have to ascribe your own meaning thing. You have to kind of do it on your own. And some people get very religious, especially in treatment. They've got very very externally motivated by meaning. Um, so I think I, I I wanted to yeah. So I, I would say that drug abuse exists kind of. Parallel to that. Perhaps not. It, it doesn't. But yeah, I was always very independent. So, uh, so, were, you,
0: <laughs> sorry, were you diagnosed as a child with. Uh, oh. No, I don't think I was. Okay. I th- so that's I mean, one that's of the labels they like to slap on kids that have a personality when they're. Young. I,
4: <laughs> I know, right? I, I, honestly. As someone, I was like textbook one of the like the class clown, kind of the bad kid. I got expelled from like two schools. Yeah, they
0: didn't. I'm surprised that nobody was like opposition
4: defiance disorder. I never got any of those like quant like those. I I diagnosed these. like I never got ADHD either. Yeah. And like now I went and got one when I was like 17 or 18. Because but Adderall of I is awesome. Yeah. Also, I wish I had. That. It's hard to tell my, it's hard to tell my psychologist now that I need Adderall without telling them that I used to abuse. it's right. Like I know it works, but it works. Like I I'd love to use it responsibly again. <laughs> I, that's uh, a really like
0: that's an amazing perspective though to have at nineteen. I mean, I'm forty five and I'm just learning how to I'm I'm on thirty today. thirty-two days without alcohol. It is the longest mm-hmm. I've ever gone since I was younger. Congratulations.
4: That's a do you get are you an AA? Do you get a chip? Fuck yeah. no. No, yeah, it's two. We do have an
0: AA meeting here though at Mutiny Radio. Oh, that's good. Um I don't I don't partake myself because I also I'm like I'm not going to get into something more like, I'm powerless. I have to yeah. submit to a higher power. Because yeah. You know what? I'm already submitting to a higher power right now. It's called gravity. And
4: it's only the yeah. goddamn <laughs> gravity.
0: And I don't understand it that's, at all. Electromag- that's the true. Magnets? How the fuck do they work? How
4: the fuck do magnets? ICP, man. But electromagnetic
0: how, stuff? Like, I don't know how that works. That's clearly a higher power. Yeah. How
4: does beauty work? Why does What makes something pretty? Well, you know?
0: aesthetically, your eyes are wide set, so that's a very. But
4: why? What defines that reaction? Is so when you see something that's so beautiful, like a beautiful landscape or like a sunset. What is that reaction? I think to me, that's God. That's the close you are to God is when you're seeing like that fourth, that. But that's you something. recognizing
0: something. That's not. I mean, it's a feeling. It's a feeling.
4: Looking at like an amazing painting and just getting lost in it, in this beauty, in this. It's just like it, it. Something else. It's divine. I think.
0: But but w- w- if now there's you're talking about two different things because if it's hmm. sunset, it's and it's something, but if it's painting, painting, it's man-made and created, and then there's, a different re- there's a different relationship
4: happening mm-hmm. there. I don't think there is. I think that beauty is, as a divine thing exists in all things in or a way, really and, 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 and I guess it's being able to present that. Because I, I think the beauty is the same in a painting of a sunset and a sunset. Sometimes the beauty... Beauty exists in not only a sunset and not only a painting, like architecture, too. And beauty exists in all these things, in ways, but it all exists in...
0: And you know, now like you're making me think of American Beauty when the p- trash bag is oh floating it, around. It is, that's like, beautiful. I've never seen anything more beautiful.
4: <laughs> okay, that's a little That's a little too much, <laughs> honestly. Have you that's seen Blade Runner where he's like, and I disappear like tears?
0: <laughs> it's mm. a little, it's a little. So that's, I would I would label that sentimental. That it mm. asks for an emotion that it doesn't pay off on. You know, like yeah. at the end of a poem when you're like, Ugh. or in a card and you're like, it, asking, a- yeah. it asks for an emotion that it doesn't pay off on. That's like sentimentality. I'm going to have to write that down. Because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that's that's that,
4: that makes. L- yeah, I think that's exactly how I feel about it, too. I didn't think about that.
0: Yeah, it's like when you. When something's like, but sometimes when things are super icky and gushy and over the top that way, then I can appreciate that. Too. Like Japanese girls wearing cute outfits. <laughs> like with an yeah. like angelic, pretty. That's a message in and of itself. <laughs> like yeah, that's yeah. That I, that's when you're. That's cute,
4: too. Yeah. There's a statement about that. I think there's something to be said about plans like, yeah, Old poetry. And some yeah. like <laughs> yeah. You have to, pe- people have to come to you. In all good art.
0: That also works for gross ants, when they want to kiss you on the cheek. Mm. Oh, you want something for me that I mm. don't understand yeah. give you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do in this situation. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Actually, I, I, I love all my ants. I want to say that because I uh, hi Aunt Eileen, hi Aunt Liz, hi Aunt Fluffy, and all else. Is that <laughs> is that a cat, Aunt Fluffy? Oh, Fluffy? no, that's my that's my dad's sister. She is really poofy. Here. Oh, she's great. She lives here in Berkeley. Shout out, shout out to Fluffy. Berkeley.
0: She's a social worker. She's a great
2: woman. Oh, that's amazing.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. a pe- It's so funny. I was Capitalism. Uh, just when you th- I just thought social work in my brain. Like, they don't make any money. Well, how are they living their lives? Yeah. But when you Make a choice now to like. I don't know. I feel like America hates poor people, oh and yeah. yet so many jobs. And yeah. Like, who wants to be a fucking social worker. Like exactly. Because you're yeah. not gonna. Or maybe you get.
4: From d- it's it. determined by that meaning. I think. You know, the meaning of my life is to help others. That's why I mean. Right. Yeah, the, the meaning of your life is what makes you like you know choose this direction. I guess that's all you need more than. I and mean sure. we're, we're fucking comedians. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, you're probably very familiar with going with uh, something that's not capitalistic. In a yeah, way.
0: well. I don't under, I don't, I, I get angry. The only thing we have is a human. Is to like, so I like to create a lot of food. And I like to, cr- but uh, women can create babies. Like men can create not just men and all that, but people mm. can create labor, they can do things. Like and mm. it seems that things aren't real. Like, Bitcoin is not real. Yeah. Memos being passed around are not real. Not real. They're all concepts. And they all just sort of live in this cloud of internet. When, this, when the electricity goes down, everyone is fucked. Yeah. Because this isn't real. Mm-hmm. Like, making French toast is real.
4: Yeah. Or it's tangible it's things, it's like an object. And
0: I feel like humanity has gotten away from survival, mm-hmm. where it's everything is tangible goods, because otherwise you're going right. to fucking die. You're going to freeze, right, right, right. or you have to build something, or you have to do something. Right but now we're in this place. Where concepts. It's, it's all assigned.
4: Scienti- I, I think I that's so interesting you say that because I think that humans. It's the one thing that we can do is we have like this, con- this consciousness of us to be able mm-hmm. to ascribe like meanings and labels onto things, right? And so even being able to make French toast, like that's real, but you're still still absurd that you're, it, it's still absurd because you're making French toast, quote unquote, but it's still just like bread and eggs and you're just putting stuff together. It's a creation, um, no different in a way. It's, it's a lesser version of the creation of a concept. You know what I mean? The label of French toast is the concept you ascribe onto putting like eggs with bread and chili. Same thing as for, like, Bitcoin and these things that are intangible and these tech things that you're still ascribing meaning, but there's no physical aspect to it at all. It is entirely intangible and
0: mental. But, and then you have to go back to Plato because he said that thought is real, so it's that whole chair debacle. If you right? think of a chair in your Ooh. head, that chair that you're thinking of is real. It's not that chair right there. It's not the chair you're sitting in. Mm-hmm. But there is a chair, and that chair exists because thought is real.
4: The, the putting of the label exists. The label of the chair exists. That is the only.
0: But you don't have to like build an actual chair for the chair to be real. Yeah. But then, so then, if you kind of because that's a that's
4: a priori context.
0: And then, if you so that actually, I feel like is what gives us lasting life, (laughs) is that Plato is still alive because I just said his name and I'm thinking about him and his ideas, and so that in my head is real and that's real. So he's real. real. So people can have so that you're. Your afterlife is actually just just like a half-life of how long you're
4: And how you're being. Dude, I'm so fucking glad you got this on tape because <laughs> I don't have to write any of this down in my Google Docs. I could just listen to it again. Hey, this is fucking awesome, dude. Are you playing, like, binaural beats in this shit? Because yeah, this is there's some.
0: Just, there's, like, Wow. Because this is some
4: 4D conversation right here. I didn't even <laughs> think about it. That's so interesting.
0: Because if thought is real <laughs> and you remembering people, then those people are real, so people never die. So, so it's everlasting like a, yeah. life exists, but not in the stupid way. W- but it does exist in the way where people are like, there's a fluffy gate and the yeah, stuff yeah, and yeah. the, the pit of pearls. How you imagine like, it to be sure. Sure, because, it, because if you're thinking it in your head then it's real, and it's real. describing <laughs> meaning to it. <laughs> I'll have to go
4: to a bookstore after
0: this. I know there's a <laughs> lot in Bugatti. It's a Platonic chair. That's it's so sick. One of my poetry professors talked about it <laughs> a lot in great games. If thought is real and we're constructing thought, then we can construct anything and you're a poet, so you're a master of the language. You fucking be a master of the language. And like mm. Think of some high concepts, but you know, most construct. Construct, Create. but most most kids in college mm. just write poems about their kids I know. It's yeah. just like it's yeah. just like comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's just like just like, just like, comedy.
4: like comedy. It's just <laughs> <laughs> What do you I you know, honestly, you, you've seen the new Pete Davidson special?
0: I don't watch famous comedians like they influence me, so I don't
4: like dictates. Yeah, I don't, I don't watch any new comedy specials either, I, I, I watch like some YouTube, I, I watch like stuff that I think that if I do absorb it, it'll be yeah. but one thing that I was worried about is because you brought up just doing poems about dick jokes again, he had this whole thing about people had to like put their phones away, and like put them in, the in bags so that no one could steal his material, and I get there's a plethora of reasons, but Special comes out, and like in the trailer, he's like, Yeah, my dick is weird. <laughs> Who, what was <laughs> gonna steal that, bro? Lady <laughs>
0: gems dropped. Well, they do that now. Um, Madonna did that. My buddies went to her concert here and um, changed it. It was, and she didn't go on until like 11.30. They're like, We live in Walnut Creek. Yeah. Like, what are we doing in this city at 11 yeah. They made them put their cell phones in these bags, so couldn't open them during the concert because but here's the other I mean, thing about that it's so dumb when people film concerts
4: you're never going to watch it again
0: you're n- it and it's already on youtube and you can watch someone else doing it and when you're watching it on a screen you're not there live experiencing the fucking joy and wonderment yeah. you're sep- you're separating yourself from it you're saying totally i'm agree. spending all this money to be, here and be in this place and yet i'm going to experience it on a screen yeah it makes no sense i think
4: i think you just want to document shit so they feel like they're not losing it cuz they want to enjoy it more Know what I mean? Or but because they want to
0: prove to their friends or somehow be cooler because it's not real unless you stick it that, that,
4: that that's a whole different perspective of what's real. What's real is what people see. That's not true oh. either. I think
0: it's so scary. I had to. I I can't run the Instagram. Everyone's personifications of self. I am too weak. Yeah. I I am I d- I'm not strong enough. To see that that's even though I know it's not real. I know it's yeah. not real. I know it's filters, but I just can't see everyone having such a great time, and their life is so great, and they're on so many shows, and it's so amazing. Yeah. It's just like, my I just i shrink, shrink, shrink. and I don't want to be a person yeah. that, I don't want to have to feel real on that level and constantly be like, look at me, here I am, I'm out yeah, here, you here's a to Are south. we right here? No, no. Is Let's take a picture with Jesus. I'm here with their neckens, but it's not real. Let's put <laughs> it on Instagram. Let's take a film right now. And we're gonna think so it's real. Okay. Like all of that is
4: just It's, it's too much. It's just too much.
0: be real, be real to yourself. Like oh.
4: an authenticity. Like my thing that, that pushed me over there is the same way. I, I go on Reddit and I go on Twitter now because they're less like I'm looking at other people. I'm just looking at like the news and just some funny photos. What got me off like Instagram and Facebook? Comics posting their shows of the month. No point. one finds your shows through that. Like I don't I I. it's, it's just a flex. All a it flex. is is a flex. It's just a flex. And, and I know all that. these shows. Yeah, I know that and I used to do that mm-hmm. and I know it and yet still I cannot compartmentalize that enough to not just make it kind of make my day not not make my day worse, it doesn't affect my day that bad, but see them and just be like, Oh, what am I doing? Yeah. And that's what yeah. it's yeah. supposed to do.
0: Yeah. Uh. But I don't find it motivating. I find it's not it motivating. depressing. Yeah. Like when I I avoided being on with the station and people were finally like, get a fucking "What mm. are you doing?" I'm like, "Okay, fine." And the first months, I got depressed. I, I started going to therapy, <laughs> and I attributed it to Instagram. And everyone was like, "That's crazy. That's weird." I'm like, "No, this is like the only thing that's changed in my life hmm. is this new platform that A, I don't understand. B, I hate." I do and everyone's moving off. Of I finally understood
4: the algorithm. Oh, it always changes. Update, sure.
0: update. Uh, why does our life have to be constantly updated? Why can't we just? I mean, I'm using a phone that was a burner phone that I got for like yeah. 20 bucks. And I've been using it for years. That's so dumb. We like always
4: had a laptop anyways. And people use Facebook Messenger. So you can, if you have something that like um, when I was most comfortable was when I didn't have a phone, I just had a laptop so that I could only respond to texts and shit. I opened my laptop that one time. It's kind of stressful, a little bit, but it was better than always staring at my phone. What I do now is I have a I have Do Not Disturb. So Ooh. I'm bad about. I'm really bad about texts, but I'm never gonna fix that because that's, that is how I prevent myself. Right. And if I see anything, I just I go right away to at My attention.
0: And it's changing. the The looking, and I'll never get a cell phone. And people, my, even my dad has a cell phone mm. in his 70s. i I'm never getting one. You're crazy. right? I, b- I, Muhammad be the change you want to see in the world. I don't yeah. like, I don't think that, yeah. I don't think we're good enough. I think if we're giving, I don't think we should champion mediocrity. And when you give someone all the keys to the fucking castle without any, what, like you give them all a sense of entitlement. Everyone thinks they just deserve a computer in their pocket all the time and the Wi Fi yeah. should be super fast. And it's, what, what about you you talking to people? It. What about not watching Netflix on the bus? Or what about, yeah, human connection? What about human connection? About human connection.
4: I mean, it's such a, I mean, in a way, it is, I lost my train of thought. It
0: just really the separation between us and your, our tiny computers. Yeah, I think
4: that I think that also, it, it, it. when you take it for granted, you stop using it for the best things that it can be used. for. As well. Like, I'm a very curious person. My favorite thing is Wikipedia because I love clicking through all these things. What would I do without the internet to do that, you know? But at the same time, I I take up so much content that I never remember my, ever again. Like, it, it's, it's almost a cliche argument to say that you're wasting your but these boomers have a point sometimes, because <laughs> really, how much content do you remember from what you saw on Instagram last time? I know not you, thank yeah, God, yeah, good for you. I, mean, I, I, I aspire to be that. But to everybody at home, how much? What do you remember the last tweet that you liked? Do you remember the last like Reddit post that you saved? No, have you ever tried to bring up a Reddit post to someone else? It doesn't work. It doesn't. It's not cohesive to human connection. Like Pam, did you right. see that video about the guy? Uh, he like he, he was like throwing a he was like throwing a knife. No, <laughs> I never, I never didn't, seen that. No. Well, I saw it. it was good. It was on Reddit. <laughs> was
0: yeah, no. Hey, the, well, the one, the one time we got pressed from that was the fight that was here.
4: I saw that. Yeah. yeah. See, is yeah. that comic ever been back here? Yeah. Um, or not the the one the that, that punched. The one, no, one that, that punched,
0: punched. He apologized to me a couple months ago in front of the, the One I that like, got punched. The one who punched. Oh, and punched. I was like. You're apologizing to the wrong person. Yeah. Like you I'm you owe me 500 bucks for the window that you never gave me. But I was like you're, you're apologizing to the wrong person. You got to po- oh. the the guy who got punched. He also Quit comedy. Because PTSD, man, he fucking got really? attacked on stage out of nowhere. If that and this oh, this is crazy stuff. So this also happened to other night, uh, Sunday night at um, Ireland's 32, there was a Comic-Con stage, Max Eddy, local comic, very funny. Uh, goes up with the punchline all the time, up and coming, uh, redhead, just a doll. He um, does a lot of bi jokes, he's very funny bi jokes. Mm. And he, there were these two drunk Irish guys in the bar, and they have been kind of heckling someone else, and so he got up and he starts doing a really shitty on purpose Irish accent.
4: Oh, I, I heard about this. Yelling
0: at him and doing stuff and I blah, blah, blah. And video. he's like, and he's, he's up there and he goes, I've never been punched. I've never been punched. And I'm like, why are you calling that? <laughs> call to action button, Max Eddie number one. <laughs> so this guy actually gets up out of his seat and rushes the stage. And Max just like cowers away, which Jeez. is great, which is what <laughs> I would do, which is what I would absolutely do. And I support his decision I'm not to fight anybody. But the two big-eyed Nathan Lowe, who's an enormous beast, Got up and this other guy wolf sure that these Then we're they escorted out and they were 86. But the point is that people feel entitled, and I've had it a, seen it a couple times. Rush this. Does that? What? Are, what's happening to our social mores? That they're just breaking down to such a point. Wait, what? But happened but to but common courtesy. Looking at your phone in front of a person is not common courtesy.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, no. it's, it's fully ignoring. It's fully <laughs> ignoring. It's just. Is, it's totally isolation. But, but but there's also a, an extent of like, how well, the guy that punched the other comic mm-hmm. wasn't just because like they they said his name was Jeff or something right like okay so that's
0: not yeah. mental stability though right exactly like, he so he misinterpreted the entire goings on and that and it was funny because everyone had great my mm. buddy Andy Wansio was in the battle mm. she's amazing uh, there everyone had great time. I had great time. this one guy this one guy Jeff had have a good set, and it was such a hot room and everybody was staying, and it was four to six in the afternoon, uh. it was like 5.30 in the afternoon, and so the guy who put it all together was like, I'm gonna do a set, and we're like, of course. It's gets up there and he has a funny name. and it's I've heard his joke a lot times. And Capital, and And he has kind of a, <laughs> of a, the lilt to his voice is very urban. Oh yeah, I've, I've seen him. Oh, actually, you was okay, so yeah. you saw all that, like last year. yeah. So I think that Jeff, being African American, took some offense to Capital's truth. He grew up in San Francisco. That's how he talks all the time. That's his truth. Almost like a reverse racism kind of thing. And then just Capital just picked a name out of this guy because he was like, What your name's gonna be Jeff and you're just gonna be okay with that. And he wasn't there was another guy in the uh. room named Jeff.
4: Yeah, was the only a one that had a bad set.
0: But th- Yeah, so this other guy, the guy who had a bad set named Jeff had a bad Dude, set. Stars but stars align. W- there was another guy in the room named Jeff. He didn't have to take offense to it. But Capital just picked a name. He could have yeah. said Chad. But he it just happened said to be the wrong he one. He just picked Jeff instead of Chris or Chad yeah. or, or Hayden or like any like super white guy name. Yeah. He just said, oh, your name's going to be Jeff, and you're okay with that. And then the guy starts talking to his girlfriend. Like and he asks him at one point. Know who I am? Capital goes, yeah. Shut the fuck up. And he didn't say shut the fuck. He goes, yeah, shut fuck, shut up. And on my set, and that's when slept up. So <sighs> somehow, you know that
4: that he's not okay for that. Obviously, no. that's that's an instability thing. That yes. you're now But but also that's just a crazy misunderstanding too. Because so that just heightened that. Because I could kind of see. I can't see ever tagging. I'm not just fine at all. But I can see being like. Oh, I just he only one who had a bad set and this guy's like making fun of bad set, really. But it is a crazy misunderstanding. It's a crazy oh crazy. Oh my god. Crazy misunderstanding. I, I hope I hope Cavill comes back. To come I realized. hope he does
0: too. Yeah, he was, he was doing the work writing, "Hey Pancake, have you met Aaron Atkins from Chicago yet?" Oh. Aaron Atkins, Aaron Atkins this is Pancake. <laughs> You're on oh. mic too. We're in a we're in a very special uh some call me Tim. We just get get philosophical. And your hair's down. I don't know if I've ever seen you. Do I always see you with your hair down? I just don't notice
5: it. Uh, Pam. You <laughs> need
0: No, it's all I have left, pancake. <laughs> I don't get alcohol. <laughs> all I get is. Meat. I can't start doing heroin. I don't like speed. I'm not going back to that. PCP's out of the question. <gasps> Molly too strong these days. Kids with their. Mo- I also like fent. I took some of this moon rock stuff one night funny, because she gave me the record. I'm like, how am I supposed to take this? Like, yeah, like, what am I supposed to do? So I scratched a little bit off, and I'm like, is this, 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 this won't be too much. Medication. I was like, I used to, I do, I put it in my mouth. This is too small to snort. So I put it in my mouth. I lost, like, four hours of my life. <laughs> I got so fucking high. I was, like, laying on the ground. Everyone's like, is she going to be okay? Like, all the ambulance. I'm like, like no, re- no, I- no, she's just really, really high. <laughs> I can't do any of the new kid drugs, P two I don't know what those things are yeah. there, but...
5: That was the desired effect.
0: Oh, it was too You were enjoying
5: it. The whole I guarantee you were having a
0: good time. Oh, I'm sure I was having a great time. Yeah. But, I, but the bummer is when you do so much that you don't remember, which is why yeah. I'm kind of excited about quitting alcohol, is that not forever, but I'm definitely not going to do it around comedy. Because it, it, well it makes open mics. So I used to be like, I'll only drink at open mics I won't drink. And when I did my face, I broke that rule. I Mm -hmm. I was drinking a lot, I bombed, which I don't usually do. I I it so much, Mm -hmm. and it was because I was drinking. And I hurt myself. And I regret bombing at the set and being drunk much more than honestly. The set was the worst part of all of this. That's That's what made me stop drinking. Bad comedy (laughs) set. So then I've realized that like I've been doing open mics for nine years, and I've been Wicked wasted most of them. How much? How much of my time was actually worthwhile? Like, I love being on stage, and that's like my whole juice know, and jazz. But if I'm not remembering what I'm doing, is it fucking worthwhile? Was it True. worth the time? True. And how much time have I been putting in? And is it effective time for what I've been doing? So now, True. you know, I don't know. I don't think I'm drinking anymore around right now. Yeah, you you know, I, I feel the
4: same way. But that same mentality kind of like enables me to
0: do like, like
4: microdose, like like a. a and shit like that, because it's like, so I can enjoy this even more. Because yeah. like the opposite of forgetting is just having like the most amazing time. Because I think, you can microdose anything, and it's great. What I did like three nights ago, I was just watching Eyelid, closing my eyes, and just watching shit. It's weird. I'm not thinking at all, and yet I'm watching like an Old West Town. It's the exact same I, Old West Town, like a Ferrari going down the street and shit, just watching it. With, it's amazing. See? So that that same mentality enables me to be like, this is good,
0: but. Right, well, and so, and I like that, except that with alcohol, I say, let's, make it way better, I, I get slower. Maybe mm. other drugs will make me not. I've recognized now how fra- fast my brain tags things. And tags things? Like, when my brain thinks of one thing to another, like words in a sentence, or mm. not saying, um or, ah or remembering all of my jokes, or everybody's name from the festival. All, all of those things. <laughs> exist and my brain just like (laughs) i've barely been using lists, and i pretty much everyone who's come through so far i know their first and last name
4: got a good brain i guess he's got a good one
0: but (laughs) but and i've just been retarding it (laughs) no (laughs) retard is a real word it means to slow down retard Uh, it's also a musical term to retard you can
5: only say that when you're talking about fire or um no, like yeah, that's about it. That's about Fire retardant.
0: <laughs> retar- but I am. I'm retarding my own brain by using alcohol because I'm literally slowing it down. It's a depressant. I'm literally. And I've recognized that the next day, I've been waking up like, bing, I'm awake. La, 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 my day is fine. And I used to be like, uh, okay, I have to have the coffee. I have to have the water before the coffee because I might throw up the water. Okay, here we go. That was cold. That's okay. Yeah. Let's go with the coffee now. We're fine. Then I just, and if I'm doing radio, I'm like, so I'm learning. The
4: first part about drugs is how you feel when you're not on them. Yes! I mean oh. Day after.
0: You made th- is that a t-shirt? You should make that into a t-shirt
4: I should make that into t- See, I'm, once again, I'm glad we got everything on tape, because I didn't rehearse that, but now it's on tape. Yeah. I got to write it down. Also, we had some crazy, mind-blowing talk, to me, at least, about fucking platonic chairs tied into, like, like obsessed with art. And uh, I we gotta get those classic. You know, self um, Tim
0: is all about you know, what people, do. what makes them not kill themselves. I hate to, I hate to like, bill it as that, but it's kind of like that. It's like I want to ask people, why are you al- Why are you still alive? Like, what, what's working in
4: your binaural beats <laughs> playing and shit? Really get into it. I think it's honestly a lot of the music too. You just zone out a little bit and get into this other space
0: uh, called it rhythm and noise. Yeah. Yeah, there's wrong. weird there's weird shit back there. It's <laughs> like, like you start Alice talking Coltrane. about Satan. Like, <laughs> let's talk about hell. Yeah, we talked about heaven. That's the opposite end. So that's the other thing, is that if we if all thought is real and if thought that heaven, then all these people we think about terrible things. So why don't we all why don't we all think about good things all the time? Why are all these bad like I had an I had a moment yesterday I got a little crazy. I got a little distracted which isn't real. <laughs> which isn't, by the way, isn't real. And <laughs> I, I had a little, I had a little tantrum. I had a little, I had a little tantrum. And then uh, a friend pointed out to me. I just had to calm the fuck down, but not in that way. Like it, you know, you don't tell a woman to ever calm the fuck down, but you say maybe should this <laughs> Facebook post before we post it to everybody in response to this action that you're <laughs> clearly overreacting on. Don't have the vision. But then why? like what are those like there's all those good feelings but then what about like frustration and anxiety and sadness and depression i mean are they valid too <laughs> yeah, everything's valid. we but have we uh, bad
5: thoughts because not everything is <laughs> go bad then it's not as terrible
0: Because we set up the expectations of it being bad, but then some people say expectations at all are bad; that we should Mm -hmm. never have any expectations.
4: I think, however, you
5: react to your environment, (laughs) because you're perfectly natural. We weren't raised in the right culture. Um, People in other countries have way less stress, Um, and that's just the way they were brought up. And they can be in the modern world today, and be perfectly functioning, but people who were raised in stress, um, and it's just bombarded by all the, all the, uh, the pressures of life in modern times is too much. Yeah, too much I, I think yeah, growing up in capitalism and just
4: being raised with like ambition and shit, and that trying to get somewhere else from where you are is the biggest difference I see between people that are happier in like rural environments and, and
2: I'm the innocent bystander Man,
5: send lawyers, guns, and money. This shit has hit the fan. Oh,
0: yeah. Send lawyers, guns, and money. and money.
3: Arrives in the nick of time thank you Pam right at 6 p.m. it's Wednesday night on the eve of the day of thanks I hope we're all thankful I know I am uh, we're going to give you tonight another episode of gates of delirium gates of delirium number 12 which had been prepared meticulously by me Samuel Crumhorn um curated a beautiful two-hour suite of progressive rock and roll uh... and it has been lost it did not transfer from device to device for some reason so we're going to um... that's no no problem did you know that there are over three thousand progressive rock albums um... made and made public every year there is no dearth of progressive rock to choose from and so we're going to forage on and next week we'll bring that um, beautifully curated two hour extravaganza we're here at the mutinyradio.fm state-of-the-art studios on the eve of thanksgiving and I am once again your host Samuel Crumhorn we're going to start with one of the preeminent practitioners of progressive rock, back from the 70s, Wobbler. And this is The Hay